All right, now welcome into the next episode of the Fanatics. Now we got something different today. It's kind of a lot going on with the political um, kind of circumstances going on. Freddie, how are you feeling today? A lot of mixed emotions, man. A lot of mixed emotions. It's um, a crazy time to be in right now. Yeah, I can't blame you. It's a lot of a lot of stuff been going on lately, and if you kept up with the news, then you sure know what we're talking about. Um, so today we're going to be bringing up the Clippers and the Mavs, kind of talking about that a little bit, and then we have a new segment called Take Them and Leave Them that I'm going to bring up, and then we're going to wrap this thing around with, or wrap it all up with uh, talking about the NBA players boycotting now the playoffs, which... Happy to say that we're both in full support of. So, we'll start with the first segment. Okay, so Clippers versus Mavs has been probably one of the biggest staple matchups that we've seen so far in the playoffs. We've actually seen a buzzer beater in the playoffs for the first time. I think a buzzer beater since the bubble started, right? No, well, the bubble? Or the play the bubble or the playoffs? The the bubble. Uh Booker. Oh, he did, he did. Yeah. He did. So sorry. Yeah, on the okay, guy George okay. Paul. Uh, I mean Paul George. Oof, that sucks for me. Yep. But yeah, you're right. You're right about that. So we've seen now the first playoff buzzer beater, Luca Dante, did a step back against Reggie Jackson. What did you, what did you think about that? That was pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I mean the Mavericks gave it their all, and the Clippers kind of, they got a 20-point lead, and they just let, put their foot off the gas, and it haunted them the whole rest of the game. They ended up losing that game in overtime, right? Yeah. What do you think is wrong with the with the Clippers, though? Because obviously, they're the better team on paper, but for some reason, they just, they, I don't know, I feel like they just keep giving up these games, and it's always the same narrative. It's because they don't care. They don't care enough. They're not turned on. Um, they haven't turned it on yet. I think it's because it's kind of true. They don't. They really built that team to stop LeBron James and the Lakers. They only get up for those games mostly, and it shows because they should be beating the Clipper or the Mavericks. They should have already beat them by now because uh, they should already have four games. When um, they should have not lost that last game, the game four. With that buzzer beat, they should have won that game, and then they just won last night by a lot, which what they should be winning by. They have the firepower. They got the players. Um, Paul George was hurting them for a minute because he was shooting terrible, but he found his way uh, last night. He admitted that the bubble was got, got the best of him, and he was um, he had anxiety for the first time ever and just wasn't himself and was struggling. But I mean, as much as as he kind of says that, do you do you buy it completely, or do you kind of think it's a little bullshit? I buy it a little bit because I can understand that. I thought more players would be like that, like let the bubble get the best of them. But also, Paul George has that track record to disappear in the playoffs, so I don't know how much that has to do with it. And I don't know. They say he's not hurt, but he was already icing that shoulder and. Yeah, I mean Paul George. Every single year, there's always a, there's always something different with him. Why he doesn't perform? He's he's. I think the farthest he's gone was like the conference finals in the East when he was in that Indiana team when 
he had that coming out party, but he's never actually like, it's never really just been him go like doing it. He's usually been like, you know, kind of the sidekick, George and Roy Hibbert. They were the duo. It was in Paul George's team. Then he goes to OKC. It's him and, and Russ. And then, then he leaves Russ after Dame kind of just throws that bomb, bombs away. Now, you know, separates them to now he goes to the Clippers. So he's never really been battle tested him with the pressure solely on him. He's kind of when he was battle tested, he was a part of a strong unit, which that Indiana team back then, I would kind of compare them to, I don't know, I kind of compare them to a lesser degree, kind of like a Clippers team. They were, they were deep. They had positions everywhere. They defended well. They had scores, but there wasn't that one person who was like, hey, that's my MVP. That's the guy who's going to take the last shot for sure, and, and it's going to drag on to you know the next round. Um, so I kind of know. I feel like he gets a lot of pass. I think the Clippers get a lot of passes in general. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but um, think about it. Paul George has suffered a good amount of injuries in his time, like breaking his leg in Team USA was a pretty scary injury that could have broke most players. And he's been getting hurt here and there, his shoulder surgeries. Like, he has to be, I feel like he needs to be more mentally tough to be able to continue to be who he was in Indiana. Because, he, I mean, when he was in Indiana, I loved him. He was a great, he was a great player and, um, I don't know. I feel like he comes and goes, but mostly goes. Who's the leader in the Clippers? The leader? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say Beverly. Beverly or Doc Rivers. Honestly, I don't see them having a leader. I don't. I just see them just having. I can see them. I could see the leader more so being uh, Doc than than Bev. No, yeah, but, for sure. But, but player wise, there, there's no alpha dog on that team. And, I mean, closest one, I guess. I mean, I would say Harold has more dog in him than. Than, than anyone than other guys and uh, and Bev like they're the ones that are more emotionally out there and mm-hmm. have that that dog and that that want. Harold reminds me of that Draymond Green on the Warriors because that's their heart and muscle too. Um, only difference is that he's just a better scorer and Draymond just gets people more involved better. Yeah, that, it's kind of like the give and take, but mm-hmm. they're essentially. I mean, and but also I mean, a Harold, more inches. Harold's only a couple years in the league, correct? Uh, I think he has like probably five years in the league. Five years in the league. Yeah, he's he's done for a contract. So, I mean, I, we'll I, see I if the Clippers keep him or he goes somewhere else. Yeah, he's he could be, be a free agent. Great player. Oh, let's, since we're talking about um Harold, what do you think about the what he said to Luka Doncic, calling him a bitch ass white boy? A bitch ass white boy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I it was kind of like when they apologized. It was heat in the moment. I mean, being it, being like you know, playing as sports myself i kind of know like when you're in the, in the moment you just say stuff out of frustration it's not like so much that you that you really mean it i mean sometimes you do don't get me wrong you do and you just want to whoop someone's ass but i mean more often than not it's like you're just you're just competitive you just want to win and you can't bash a guy for for you know that desire of winning yeah but in the time we're living in right now imagine luca calling somebody um obviously not the the n-word but like Racially profiling him because of the skin of his skin color. Yeah, I think if some if Luca would have said something about him being black, it would have blown up, and that's not fair. And Even though like we're living in those times that people could hate on me saying that's not fair towards Luca, but right now I feel like everybody is a little um, kind of on edge. Yeah, on certain things, but you can't 
deny the fact like I I I don't think Harold is racist at all. But what he said I feel like should have had been like a fine or something because right now you you shouldn't be bringing race into it. Yeah, he can call him. I feel like the white boy wasn't even racist at all, but like it depends on how people see it. I think the, the most the, the most um um what's it called? frustrating part or like bad thing that he said was bitch ass i think i'd be more mad about that than being called a white boy you know yeah but it depends how you take it i mean i guess i I get what you're saying in a weird in a weird way though i feel like kind of in like uh in the time that we're living in calling someone a bitch ass white boy doesn't really carry the same weight so i feel like that's why it doesn't get blown so much over in proportion but you were bringing that up about you know the political, kind of in the political um, sense that we're in right now with how, you know, race has been, like, more so in 2020, like, the biggest talking point of, you know, systematic racism and all this. Um, James Harden gets a lot of shit for, the sh- for the you know, how the way he plays, but you can't deny the fact he knows how to play offense very well. He knows how to score. He's a great ball handler. He does great assists. He's been playing better defense, too, after he, people have been talking about yeah, his he's defense. Been, he's been playing a lot better defense. But um, Bill Simmons actually had a comment saying that Luca has really, like, he, he his assists were are clean. And, I don't know, he, he, he praised Luca on the way that he assists when he did, like, an under, between, between the leg, left hand pass. Yeah, wasn't it that he said that Luca's assists are more worth more than James Harden's cheap assists or whatever? Yeah, and you know, to Bill Simmons' credit, I kind of get what he's saying because when Luca has the ball, he kind of he, he throws it out, he he dishes it around like he he's very flashy and flary, so it's very appealing to the eye. Um, James kind of runs in, he looks to score, and then he finds someone. So I feel like that's what he might mean by it. But still, though, I feel like. With a lot of NBA players, when they hear that, it's kind of like, what the heck, you know? They're basically almost essentially similar type of players, mm-hmm. if you think about it. They, they play pretty similarly. They do a step back. They're good at handling the ball. They're great scorers. They get their team involved. Um, Luca, a little bit, I like how he gets involved a little bit better more than Harden, but that's just personal preference. But, you know, imagine Harold. He was a Harden teammate. You think that didn't rub him off the wrong way, maybe? Or maybe some of these other players? Was it right that he said this? What he said? No, but no, but yeah, like you said, in the heat of the moment, people say things that they don't mean, and yeah, I mean, like I'm glad he was the bigger man and apologized, but I feel like he knew he had to apologize because of these times. But that's not fair for me to say because I don't know. Because honestly, Montrezl Harrell looks like a hood guy, and <laughs> he looks like he'll whoop anyone's ass. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I think I don't think he's a guy that. Gives out apologies, but I think since he knows what kind of time we're living, I respect that he did it on his own, but I think he knew he was going to have to do it no matter what. Yeah, but I mean, he, like, as much as Harold's kind of like a kind of like a tough guy uh, and whatever, but he he never really, to me, comes off as someone who tries to be disrespectful or, or you know, tries to... Better way of putting it. He doesn't seem like a fucking asshole like Marcus Morris. <laughs> Great transition. Yeah. What, Great what transition. What do you think of Marcus Morris' okay. play? Do so you think it was dirty, him stepping on Lucas' an- ankle, or do you think it was an accident? I think it was dirty. I think it was unnecessary. Do I think it was, I mean, okay, maybe it was, I mean, obviously it wasn't the worst thing that I've seen, but I do think it was It was dirty. I don't think he had to go and get 
get in the way that he did. The Clippers were already up, like, by a good amount. It wasn't like it was, like, a one-point game, like, last second with with the shot clock winding down and you need the ball back to make the buzzer beater. That's not what happened at all. It was the third quarter. um, Clippers had the lead, and he just overpressed. And that did not look like a natural stride. He he stepped on him, and it kind of sucks because, you know, whether – Truthfully, he did it accidentally and didn't do it intentionally. When you have a bad track record like Marcus Morris has, um, at the beginning of this preseason, he when they're playing against like the Wizards, he hit a Wizards player with his elbow as he was trying to get more space, and then he hits, I, th- I believe it was Justin Anderson guarding. He hits him in the head later then with the basketball right, right then after. Even the commentators were like, wait, what? They were laughing about it because you don't, that's not something natural that you see. And then um, there was another instance with uh, Ben Simmons where he fell on him and then kneed him in the head. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you have reoccurring things, uh, dirty, you know, reoccurring dirty plays happening over and over again, you're going to lose the benefit of the doubt in people's eyes. Yeah. But also, he tried to defend himself on social media. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like when you're guilty, you kind of try to make excuses too, you know? Yeah. I mean, he could have been, he could have just been like, next time he talked to Luca, he could have been like, hey, man, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, don't, don't say that about me, you know? Like, I, I'm not like that. I'm sorry, this and that. But the way he tried to defend himself on social media, I feel like, I don't know. When you're guilty, you deny, deny, deny. Yeah. And then, I mean, Marcus Morris, too, he, he's not the type of guy who's going to apologize. Like, I mean, I know he's had like, Harold's kind of like a, a tough, mean guy, looking like type guy who doesn't look like you want to fuck with him. But Marcus Morris, though, he's definitely that mean guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's not afraid to be that mean guy. Everyone's seen it over and over again. Um, a little bit back to Paul George. He showed up yesterday. And he, so it's pretty much obvious. You know, he shows up, they're going to win. Like those those games that they lost, they lost because they didn't have his scoring. They would have had their, his... Uh, 15 more points to, you know, get his average, they would have won. Um, but my question to you is, do you do you trust him showing up the rest of the playoffs, or do you see him um, not really, I don't know, not bringing it? Um, I think he's probably going to be back. Um, he, he's that kind of player that, um, is capable of doing, I mean, he is a 25-point-a-night player. He should be playing at that level. So I think he'll come back. He will disappear here and there, but for the most part, I think he'll be solid. Okay. All right, fair enough. All right, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back. Okay, so like uh, I said, we're going to do a new segment. We're going to do something... We're going to call Take Him or Leave Him. Um, so, Take Him and Leave Him. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to name two players. And you're going to tell me who would you take and who would you leave out of the two. And on some of these, I have kind of consolation, kind of, I guess, consolation winners of, we'll see if you take them over who you originally picked or if you just still stay with the guy who you picked originally. Okay. And is it going to be like to... If you take him, what do you mean? Like you think he's better, or you'd want him in on on a certain team, or you know? Okay, so it'd be let's say you you have a team, you're making a team. Uh-huh. Would you take that player, 
who would you take out of the two and who would you leave out? Okay. So essentially almost even, and, and you can be more specific. Would you take them because you like the, the fit of how you can uh, work around them? Or would you take them because you think they're better? Okay. Okay. Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, or Devin Booker. If you had to build a team around, not not essentially around them, you can answer it if you do want to build it around them too. But let's say you have a team. They may not be your number one option, but a team, but a player you would like to have on your team out of the three. Out of the three. That's tough. It's tough for me to say because I don't know who else is going to be on my team. It all depends on how I'm going to build my team. If I... I think Booker... I think all of them are number twos, not number ones. Booker is probably the closest thing to a number one. But I think I take Devin Booker. Just going to be difficult to match him with the right players, you know, but Booker is the better player of all of them, I believe. Yeah, I, I would have to go with Booker. I mean, I, I wouldn't go with Jamal Murray over Donovan. I would go with Donovan over Jamal just because Jamal so far has been too much. Uh, he, he's too hot and cold. Some days he'll show up, some days he won't. Donovan has shown more consistency, which I like, and he's always shown really good defense. So that's I'm a, I like him more. Devin Booker, I would have to say this out of the three, and which is why I put him in the winner bracket against whoever we picked. He's not afraid to take that last shot. Mm-mm. He's got that clutch gene, even if he's not that number one, um, like LeBron. LeBron's a number one, but who am I going to want to take the last shot of the game? LeBron or am I going to want Devin Booker? Or they have Devin Booker take it. So, next one we're going to have is Paul George or Jimmy Buckets. I take Jimmy. You take Jimmy? Yep. I'd go Jimmy, too. I mean, he's going to bring defense every night. He's going to bring that energy, bring that leadership. Something that Paul George doesn't bring. And I think that's, like, the main part about the Clippers is that if you were to change Paul George and Jimmy Buckets, maybe you lose out a little bit on points or something. But that leadership, I think, goes a long ways and would have helped that Clippers team out significantly more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually got two people in this: um, Bradley Beal or Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clay or Jimmy Buckets. Mm, am I putting them with Booker? Like, am I building the team with Booker? No. So it's just you. You, you just have a clean slate. So you, you have a team or you like a player or you think that they're the best. I mean, however, whichever one you, whatever your answer is, justify it by kind of explaining why. I think it's even because although Jimmy can't score like Clay, he can defend like Clay, but Clay can't lead like Jimmy. So those are my, those are like my thing, my positive and negative towards them. So I feel like they're almost the same. Clay's mm-hmm. gonna give you more points and it's easier to fit him into any team. But Jimmy can lead a team. Something that Clay hasn't shown he can do or wants to do. Yeah. So I I mean, I think they're the same, like in my weigh ins. Yeah. Honestly, I just don't wanna say one or the other because I like them both. I'd pick either or depending on what else I'm gonna have, you know, like So you say I have him with Booker, mm-hmm. I'd pick Clay. Okay, because Clay doesn't need the ball in the hand in his hands, and Booker can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. And having Booker and Clay as your shooters, yeah, would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, 
Clay, I would like him more than, than Jimmy. Just because if I'm looking at all four of these players, I'm looking at all four of these players at their ceiling, they're number twos. If I'm looking at a number one, I want my number one to be that leader. If Jimmy's that leader, then great. But Clay, he can, like you, exactly like you said, fits in many different teams. He can run off screens, get open, not dribble the ball just once, and still have like 30 something points. So interchangeably, I like him a little better. This one I'm gonna throw into you out of nowhere, just on the top of my head. Paul George or Siakam, just because they were both Kawhi's teammates. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather take? Or who would you rather leave? Dun, dun, dun. Or Siakam. Spooky. Spooky. This was a tough one, huh? Yeah. It, I feel like right now, both of them, I don't know, like, Siakam sometimes doesn't show up, Paul George doesn't. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to go with... Is he going for the former MVP candidate, Paul George, or is he going to go for the defending NBA champion, Pascal Siakam? You're saying, like, if I would put him in the Clippers right now, keep George or put in Siakam? Or you no, no, mean no. Like, I'm saying you, you have one, you won't have one to pick on your team. I think I'd go with Siakam, honestly. Honestly, I would go with Siakam. And it's nothing against Paul George that he's a Clipper guy, but it's Siakam shown he's a little health. He's been healthy so far. He's scoring and taking up that number one role very well in toronto and his defense has been great he's very lengthy he's basically a you know he is a power forward mm -hmm. he's basically like almost like and this is not not in the most the most non-disrespectful way ever um he's kind of like a broke man's uh Giannis. Oh, or poor man's Giannis. Shoots better than Giannis, though. Shoots better than Giannis, but he can get to the rim just like Giannis. Like he once he does that spin around, like mm -hmm. and then he, he lengthy, goes, he good. He yeah, that length. Okay. So speaking of Giannis, him or AD, take him or leave him. Who are you gonna take? Who are you gonna leave? Giannis or are you gonna take AD, the guy AD who's only led his team to a what the semis once. And never really, you know, like two playoff appearances. Giannis already to what three playoffs, mm -hmm. being the man, even though he's in the East. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm still gonna go with AD, man. You're gonna go with AD. Yeah, he can shoot. Giannis can't shoot. AD can get to the rim if he wants to. I gotta go with AD, man. Giannis, Ooh. I don't know. I feel like. Toronto showed how to stop Giannis. AD can, if they stop him at the rim, he can get that mid-range going. AD, I think, he's a better player, honestly. We're going to have to agree to disagree because I I like Giannis' ability to get into the rim. But, I mean, if he, if he doesn't have that, he can't hit free throws. He can't. I don't know. I don't. I, I If you just clog up the lane and do what Toronto did to Giannis, he, he can't. Well... In in my hypothetical, I would uh, I wouldn't have Chris Middleton be the uh, number two. No, for sure. Because <laughs> I think it, like if you have, let's say, hypothetical, you have AD with with Clay, 
or Giannis with Clay? Who do you think is more successful? And I'm just saying Clay because he's a guy who doesn't need the ball. He just shoots. Wait, one more time. So let's say Giannis. How about, how about AD and Giannis and, or Damien and Giannis and Damien and AD? I'd take Damien and AD. Honestly, I feel like AD would be unlocked even more right now if he had a point guard uh, like of Jamal Murray, Damian Lillard. A point guard like that would, I don't know, elevate his game so much more. Not saying LeBron's not a, um, what's it called? A great he, point. He's not a great spacer. Is mm-hmm. that is his problem? Is if, that if Le- you LeBron could have if sometimes. you could have Damian Lillard come off a screen off AD and bust it, get double that teamed. big body. I mean, I don't know. I I, I prefer AD because AD can shoot the mid range. AG AD yes, he he disappears at times, but I think AD is the better overall player. E- Either way, you're kind of splitting hairs because both both AD and Giannis don't have. I mean, Giannis has better shooters, but. Um, Bledsoe, he's not the best shooter. Chris Middleton can shoot when he's not nervous about the playoffs. Lakers fucking only learned how to shoot yesterday, or what was it, when they had their, the Mamba two, Day. Two Co- days ago? Yeah, Mamba, Mamba Day, that, that was it. Um, but splitting hairs. So, next one, uh, Luka Doncic, Donic, or James Harden. Luka. Luka, I have to pick Luka. And that's nothing against Harden. Harden, you're great, but... Lucas 21, and you're already doing, today. like, amazing today. shit. Happy birthday to your Harden. Happy birthday, Harden. Just don't cry about a foul because uh, you guys aren't playing today. So, next one, Joel Embiid. Oh, do we have people? You guys like that joke? <laughs> okay. Wow. That lasted long. Okay, so Joel Embiid or Jokic? I think Jokic. I'll go Jokic. Just because, I mean, Joel Embiid's going to not... He's, if he's not going to post up or get down low, when he's going to just try to shoot from three. I'd rather have... I'd rather have Jokic, who's going to get down low. Mm-hmm. Okay. Embiid or Simmons? Embiid. Embiid? Yeah. Simmons or Fultz? Simmons or Fultz? Yeah. They're both first overall <sighs> picks. They both were drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons couldn't shoot. Fultz can't stay healthy. Couldn't shoot because the Sixers fucked up his shot, his shooting form, and now he's with the Orlando Magic. Can I take neither? Okay, so jury has spoken. No one. Um, I'll go with Fultz. LeBron or Kawhi? See, this one's this one at this point of their careers. Le- okay, let's be a little, a little more fair to LeBron. Let's say two years ago was last year in the Cavs. No, 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 no. Screw that. No. Now? Yeah, no. To build a team around. Build a team around or the better player. Whatever whatever your answer is, just justify it. Overall player, LeBron. To build a team around. I think LeBron still. Because even though he's older, he's still a way better leader than Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Overall, every besides shooting, everything is better and defense, obviously. But mm-hmm. Kawhi is a great player. Don't get me wrong; I'm not hating on Kawhi. Kawhi is an amazing defensive player, great mid range shooter. He can shoot the three. He can put the ball on the floor. He, he pushes can pass. off a lot. 
He's a good player, but I'd take LeBron. Yeah, I'd have to go with LeBron because I feel like you're kind of splitting hairs a lot with both players in one way or the other, but the biggest thing for me is that leadership. Mm-hmm. If if Kawhi had someone else to be that leader on the team, then okay, wouldn't it be a little bit better? But it's kind of shown that no one's really been a leader. San Antonio, it's Popovich. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone in Toronto? I mean, you could say it was Tim. It was Tim, but he's a. I mean, it was quiet. I mean, no, they're all quiet. I mean, it's or, Ma- or it was um um Parker. I feel Parker was probably the leader too. I mean, they're they're probably the the more vocal vets out there. Mm-hmm. They were the more vocal vets out there, but um. You know, they were not, I don't know, they, they, they just didn't, that that leadership, like, it's like the, like, Damian Lillard, um, LeBron, um, who, who else shows? I mean, there's, like, thousands of players that show it. I mean, not really thousands, but, you know, like, that kind of, like, like, that dog. They don't really show it. But, anyways, so, since we both pick LeBron, who would you have, KD or LeBron, right now? It's a considering Katie's healthy for a team better player, I think KD. But for a team, honestly, I think Katie's the better player because of the offense and defense. But overall, player better for a team is LeBron James. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think KD can mentally lead a team. I don't think he has that dog in him. Uh, he is a great scorer. He can score at will. Assassin can lock up your best player. He's but to lead a team, I, I, I haven't seen it, and I don't think he can. I mean, he ran away from the Thunder. He ran away from the Warriors because he didn't feel loved in the Warriors as much as Steph did. Okay. So would you say Damian Lillard is more of a leader than KD? 100%. Okay. So if you had KD and Damian Lillard going up against a team led by LeBron James and Stephen Curry, who would you, who do you like more? Because Damian will be that leader for the KD side. You got LeBron being the leader for the other side because Steph is also quite a leader. I think LeBron and Steph. LeBron and Steph. Yeah, I do too. I want to say I can't. I can't go. I I, I think it'd be pretty fucking even. I think that's honestly that's that's must see TV right there. I think that's a, if the NBA season gets canceled, this is the type of shit they need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like these types of matchups, like these these neck and neck ones. Real quick, LeBron on last year's Golden State team or KD. What team's better? LeBron. I agree. LeBron because you're just I agree. I feel like you put you put Draymond as the five, you put Braun as the he could be handling. You have Stefan Steph and Clay just running off screens. Less time for Steph to handle the ball, which is better. Because he just won't get as tired. He'll basically be just jetty. Or even ready. if Le- even if Steph handles the ball, LeBron's just gonna be on the outside waiting to get a cut, and Steph's gonna see him, and it's gonna be or Draymond's or gonna Draymond. see him, 
and it's gonna be a lob to the rim, and good luck stopping LeBron when he's in the fucking air. Yeah. And, and I think that would motivate LeBron to even play better defense. Yeah. Because with the Cavs, he was kind of like, well, fuck, you know, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Last one. I want to surprise you with the bonus one. Uh-oh. Steph or Kyrie? Steph. I think so, too. I would say Kyrie maybe two years ago before he became a prima donna, but Kyrie lately hasn't been doing it for me, man. I've, I've always liked I've always liked uh, Steph coming out of college because obviously he was a great shooter, but he was kind of he's always been that quiet leader. Even in Davidson, like he wasn't outspoken, but he he led that team. He got to the Warriors. He had injuries. He got through it, and then they built through the draft. And even like when KD was there, he he was the leader of the team. Did he care that KD came? No, he didn't care. Like he embraced it, you know. So with Kyrie on the other side, he had. His own team for a moment, Dion Waiters, was drafted. They didn't work out. Mm-mm. And then when LeBron came, it looked like it worked, but that's because you give LeBron a very good score. I mean, he's going to take a team to the finals in his prime, but you give him a great score, like that's even, that's like giving candy like to a kid. You know, to a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I have to go with Steph. I like his handle, too. I would take Kyrie's handle maybe a little bit over Steph, but... Everything else I take. Steph's defense over it. I'll take his passing ability, his shooting ability. Um, Kyrie finishes finishes around the rim very well, but I don't think Steph is that far behind him, though. Mm-mm. I think he's he's right there with him, almost. Um, any, any other bonuses, or is that is that the only surprise you have for me? I kind of got another one that's going to maybe put you in the seat. Oh, man. I like the seat. I, like I got guy. two. Two? Yeah. Okay. Ingram or Tatum? Oh, you bastard. Oh, my God. Tatum. I, th- I knew you'd say that. And this one, I don't know who you'll say. D'Angelo Russell. Oh, you bastard. Again, again with my lake, my young Laker pups that left us. Or Devin Booker. Better player and to build around. Which Booker. which one? Both. Booker for both. Uh, better so, um, better player I would say is Booker to build around. Um, it might be a little. Uh, the thing is, I'd have to say probably Booker too because Booker he can ball handle too, so he's not the best ball handler like a point guard. I kind of wanted to say D'Lo because point guard is kind of a, a really a rare commodity right now. Like, you need to have a good point guard if you're going to be a good NBA team. But you also need that guy who's going to just freaking shove it down someone's throat. And that's what Devin Booker is. He's going to shove it down someone's throat. True. And that's really hurts me to even answer those two questions. I hate you for it because I had to just choose against both of my Laker pups. <laughs> that was cruel. All right. Well, let's transition to the next one. Okay, so now we're on to the final segment into the main thing that has been actually happening. Well, that happened today um, is the boycott for the NBA. Players boycotted. The first one was um, the Milwaukee Bucks were supposed to play against the, um, who was it? It Orlando was Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic 
but because of what happened and if you have not looked into the news then i really strongly advise you to start paying attention to what's how, what's going on and stop listening to us no i'm just kidding don't stop listening to us but I'll, but listen to your news and like be aware and be woke of what's going on right now um so jacob blake he was a man in wisconsin and he got shot another another victim of a police shooting so nba players got into they got together and they decided to boycott and to protest because they're out here giving it their all yet there's no change being done so i think i even heard about the raptors and the celtics first thinking about boycotting but they don't play till till thursday which is tomorrow but today the milwaukee bucks and the magic officially boycotted and canceled um their playoff game which ultimately led to the rest of the teams from today not participating in any games. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a rough time we're living in right now. Uh, a lot of sh- a lot of shits happening every single day. 2020 has been a year that I'm pretty sure many of us are not going to forget. Um, but with the boycotts coming, what do you think's kind of the next? The next move that's going to happen after this. You think it's going to lead to a cancellation of the NBA season? Very likely. I think it could. Because. Like George Hill said. Um, maybe going to the bubble could have. Hurt all the progress that people were making with. Uh, protest and stuff. But at the same time playing on national tv getting your message across is you're gonna see be seen more playing a basketball game or having your stance on um political issues i i feel like it's a it's a hard question because all the nba players that are there right now have been there for a month kind of like isolated from the whole world because they're in a bubble and they can't leave they're always, I mean, it's kind of like a nice, a really, really nice luxury prison because they have no say on what where they can go. They got to just, it's all basketball all the time. It's all basketball while, while you know, the, the countries and the state that it's in, it's in a pandemic. It's going through natural disasters, a lot of political changes. Um, well, not changes, really, just kind of political you know things going on um which vote in november everyone who's hearing this but um yeah it's it's really gone to the point where even like genie bus like the lakers owner she agreed that she she agrees that what the nba players are doing is the right thing and she applauds them and she's in full support and i hope and i honestly when i hear this i don't i hope it's not just a pr thing just for them to look good I hope they really actually want to do this because they care about it. Um, but TNT, what was it that you showed me earlier? It was Kenny? Yeah. Kenny the Jet Smith, he actually walked out on TNT. I was at work, so I didn't I didn't actually see it. But I saw the I saw afterwards the video. He walked out. Um, it was kind of tough. Um, it's tough to watch these things. He walked out. You can tell how... Uh, how bothered he was and i don't know did you saw did you see um 
Doc Rivers is uh, his post game interview yesterday after they beat the the Mavs. Yeah, very very emotional. Yeah, it, it's it, you can just tell it it's not something to be taken lightly. These um these players and even someone of Doc Rivers' age who's he's been he's been through a lot and just through his emotions, I mean, crap, you're kind of speechless. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's almost a given that it's the NBA season is probably going to be in jeopardy. Yeah, um, it's not. I mean, I understand what the players want to do, but this might sound wrong, but boycotting a game, I don't know. What it's it gonna really, accomplish? Yeah, what it accomplishes. I could be super ignorant for saying that, but it it's this has been going on for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. I hope something changes, but it starts with the uppers wanting to make change. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty powerful. What uh, what George? What um, what was it, George Show? He said during his like little speech was, you know, the city of Milwaukee, you know, we're putting on the jersey for the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. We're trying to, you know, give our best effort. We're told to represent to, you know, show up for the fans and, you know, put it out for the city. Yet, what is our city doing for us, though? And I thought that speaks that speaks a lot Um, because these players do they do, you know, the amount of training that they that they put on their body isn't easy if it was easy everyone would be doing it like they're over here entertaining you know and they're competing but for viewers and casual viewers they're entertainers as much as they are competitors so it's almost kind of like you know they're they're puppets they're just puppets entertaining the crowd um i don't know i kind of have mixed feelings about about it because I love to watch the basketball games. I want to see the stuff that's happening um, with this season, but I honestly, I think this year's already been a big asterisk. I think there's been some, there's been sports that, that have been canceled. Everything's just been out of funk for 2020. I think if we're going to cancel the NBA season that it's, you know, if there was ever a year for this to happen, then this would be the year for it to happen, right? Yeah, it would be this year. It's, it just sucks that they tried so hard to restart the season, to have it end like this, but they want to be heard, and this will, I mean, it's making noise right now. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it continues because these players, they do a lot, and you... You can tell that some of these players, when they're playing, they're not all there. Maybe Paul George, who knows? Maybe all this shit that I'm talking about, Paul George, is because he's thinking about all the all the protests and, and you know, he wants to be out there and thinking about it. Or maybe he's not. Maybe I'm just full of shit. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what the landscape's been looking like in the NBA. Uh, you know, who knows? I think I have a strong feeling tomorrow's games are going to be canceled, too. I can't imagine that these... That they're just gonna kind of just take one day and be like, all right. But uh, anything else you wanted to add, add on that that you have to say about the NBA 
boycott. I just we're gonna here today. Um, the bubble is having a meeting with all the players, and we'll see what they decide to do. Um, we'll wait on their word. Yeah, and uh, I mean we'll wait on Woj, Zach, Lowe, whoever whoever tweets out first, and. If you guys are following us on our Twitter page, which, again, we advise you, we're going to try to also, any of those messages, we'll try to retweet them and kind of keep them going because I feel like this is important and we should continue not preaching on one certain thing, but just keeping each other informed. Yeah. Till next time. All right. This is the Fanatics Podcast, and we'll see you for the next episode. Hopefully, we'll have basketball by then. <laughs>